We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slung dead, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating, taking a stand. History is queerer than you. Welcome to the Making Queer History podcast, where we connect our queer history to our queer present. I'm Laura. And I'm Will. And today we're going to be talking about Zimri Lim, which I'm excited about. Um, I feel like this is going to be a shorter podcast episode, just because we don't have as much information about Zimri Lim's life as we sometimes have with more modern figures. If you don't know, Zimri Lim is one of the definite older ones that we've covered, like BC older you know? And I'm excited to talk about him. I I think he has an interesting life and we can, there are things for us to discuss definitely, but I just, if you see this as being like a 30 minute podcast, don't judge us too hard that we, we did our, we did our darndest. We're trying so hard to stretch this out. out. But you know, I don't think like I'll ever like try and stretch it out to be honest. Like I don't think I'll ever like reach the end of a podcast and be like, oh, we have to redo it to make it longer. Like we... It's very organic that all of our podcasts have ended up being like 50 minutes. But yeah, I, d- I don't think I've ever like come to the end of a podcast where we're done and been like, oh shoot, we didn't get along enough. Let's, let's try to talk more. Honestly, the amount that we talk on this podcast is a little excessive. We're always like, oh shoot, that's a little long. Because like we have to edit it like minute by minute, which, you know, is a process if you're wondering. You know, having to speak these words is already burden enough on me having to listen to them again <laughs> listening to yourself ramble uh good times it's painful it's painful though sometimes it's a lot of fun i laugh at myself many times and you know what good for me you're pretty funny i'm pretty funny and like yeah you can definitely like have the picture in your head of like editing laura hunched over the computer like furiously working and then like hearing either will or myself make a joke and just be like <laughs> cool <laughs> I've, I've definitely laughed for a long time at our podcast, which, like, I'm not sure if it comes across in the podcast because we talk about a lot of serious stuff. Everyone's while I'm like a joke, and I'm like, we could be a comedy podcast. We could make some funny zingers. We could. We but could. We're, I, we're not. We're not. We're and not. We'll, we never will be. I don't, think we, I don't think that's in the game for us. Um, but I'm okay with that. I, I'll, I'll live. But yeah, I just, like, I don't think we'll ever, like, extend it. So if y'all ever see, like, a 20-minute fucking podcast episode, don't come for us. We're, like, instead of being, like, seeing our 50-minute podcast and being like, okay, this is the length. Be like, this, their length, in, in your head, be like, the length they try to be at is 20 minutes. And then just, like, be happy that you have so much extended material every time. <laughs> <laughs> don't have high expectations is what I'm saying. Have high expectations for quality, just not time length specifically on the we podcast. We make no promises. We make none at all. Like this podcast is all over the place. It's all over the place. It's something I never thought I'd do as well. Like I never thought I'd do a making for history podcast. I actually really love doing it and I, I found a lot of joy doing it. But like when I started this project, it was not even on my radar. And then like sort of something happened, then another thing happened. And here we are. And making a podcast. We're making a podcast, you know? And I've heard that people listen to us. I heard that too. Actually, in the past couple weeks, people have specifically mentioned having listened to my podcast. And I'm like, I can't believe people listen to this. Right? 
Um, shout out to all the people who've messaged me as of like the end of July. I'm so happy you listened to us. Uh, welcome. I don't know how to feel about it personally. Uh, like, yeah, it's like conflicted. Right, because I'm really excited that people are listening to us because it, it's nice to put something out into the world that people receive with joy. 100%. But at the same time, you listen to me talk. Right? Like, I feel like I'd be a lot less anxious about it if I like if I it was doing this in front of an audience because mm. then I'd like have already processed that other people were a part of the situation yeah but like when we're because we, literally we're sitting in our dining room alone the windows closed in like really like 30 degree weather just talking to each other about queer history pretending that there's an audience here it's sort of hard to connect that with people actually listening we actually hit a milestone recently uh we hit uh 50,000 downloads Holy which is fantastic shit. can i say shit yeah you can say i just said fuck like three seconds ago nice holy shit and thank you all so much mm-hmm. thank you thank you all for listening to us and for continuing to listen to us big shout out to yeah. all our patrons big shout out to all our patrons and all our new patrons yes we got a whole bunch of new patrons which was fantastic and we're so so grateful for y'all um we are really close to actually hitting the next milestone i think we're only like three patrons away from being able to start a discord chat and release the spotify playlist the famed legend Woo! Spotify playlist, which honestly, weird as hell. Like, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Only ever listen to it on shuffle for one, and only ever listen to it on when you're like full manic. Because it is like it goes back and forth. Like it it does not stay in one genre, it does not stay in one language. It the only thing that you can trust about it is that it is queer. That's it. And like you can trust that every single song you hear, whether it's explicitly queer or not, has been made by queer hands. Queer hands have been in the process, whether or not they're like the actual subject material. I've actually gotten to like this weird point with it because like some of the songs that I've added are from a long time ago and don't have words that we like using anymore. Looking at you, Leslie Hutchinson, um... There's one of the songs that definitely has a racial slur in it. And I'm like, should I remove it? Like, I think I'm going to in the end. That being said... I want to clarify that I haven't listened to every song on there, like not full through. There are so many songs on there and I don't listen to them all. Sometimes I just add them to the playlist because it seems like fun. And I listen to some of them throughout the writing of the article and then I'll write the article before the queue is up. So I just move on. But either way, it's a really weird uh, playlist. I'm sort of intimidated to share it because I'm like, it's so... Will anyone actually enjoy listening to this? Because like, it's not something that I, I initially thought I'd share either. It's just like something I was like, oh yeah, I just would like to have a playlist of this so I could go back and like listen to it. But um, yeah, there's been some major fucking interests. So I'm just going to release that. I, I My initial thought was releasing it to just patrons, but I think I'll just release it publicly. I don't really care. Like, do y'all care? I don't think you care. That's not like the best benefit we got. We, we give you stickers and shit. I think I think we can make this one be a free reign one. And so yeah, just wait until we have three more patrons and then it's over for y'all. It and is. You gotta listen to the playlist. You gotta listen to it from start to finish. All the weird shit. I, I think at least one or two people will be introduced to a genre they did not know existed. I'm gonna say that confidently. I have yet to listen to it and I can't wait to do it. I don't think you can listen to all of it. Like, you'd have to spend a year doing it. It'd have to be a year-long project. Oh no, we'll get the you just challenge me face okay well fair enough do you know what good luck good luck on that thank you um if you find any music i've actually been really banging to marlene dietrich's tunes lately marlene dietrich slaps this is fucking true as hell Mm -hmm. i say i only speak truth you only speak the truth right now is our news section but we don't really have any news for for the project so we're just talking shit and i love it but yeah marlene dietrich is 
so much fun to listen to. I think my favorite song of hers right now is like, um, I've grown accustomed to her face. Like listening to her sing that, listening to her sing that. Oh my God. She has such Ooh, a good the voice. The pipes. Like I'm, I said, slaps. It slaps. Yeah. We, we were listening to it like out in the park. Like I had it on a speaker and me and Will were social distancing while listening to Marlene Dietrich, which was just a vibe. It was a vibe. And you know what? I know you're all jealous. So he, with this podcast, you could go out in the middle of a global pandemic, social distance from other people and listen to some queer ass music. And you know, it'll be weird. A lot of it, like, it's actually sort of funny because it's not just people from articles. It's when I have research materials and someone mentions a song that is queer, I'll just like immediately add it. I just don't even think about it at this point. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. sure, Thinking that I'm going to go back and listen to it. That does not happen. Uh, I'm a mess. But you can reap the benefits of my chaoticness, which... I think it's this project as a whole. Aren't we all hyped? Yeah, I think that, like this project as a whole can be like summed up in everyone reaps the benefits in Laura's chaotic energy. Because like, it's wild. Everything of this podcast is, is more or less your chaotic energy. Everything on this podcast is my chaotic energy. Starting the project in the first pa- place was one of the most chaotic things I've done. Like I literally knew shit all and was like sat down and was like, I'm really interested in queer history. I'm going to do research in it and I'm going to write articles about it and maybe i'll share it with other people and then i ended up sharing with other people and maybe some people will join me and pay for me to do this along the way i think like i had this huge thing in my head i was like what if one day i got paid like 50 dollars an article which when i passed that i felt like i was on the moon being like a young queer writer and having so many people put that much faith into me was so impactful on my like confidence and ability to like enter spaces and like confidently say that i one knew what i was doing but also like that i belonged there like having all of you people who are my patrons now i'm getting sappy having all you future people who are my patrons just like be like yeah no we're going on this fucking road trip with you let's learn about queer history together is is such an amazing experience outside of just like getting paid for it because getting paid for it awesome i love not dying in this capitalist system don't we i love being able to pay rent well actually no i don't i wish i didn't have to pay rent but i i love not being homeless i love that about this but i also just like really so much value the amount of like faith and confidence and support the patrons have given me through the years, like just unwavering some people. I think there are literally some people who have been there since I like the first article went out. Sappho, the original lesbian article went out. Some people became my patrons and they've been there. And like people have like moved in like sort of areas of patronage and most of the longest running ones have been like, oh, hey, um, like, they usually don't message me personally, but do they just like switch like to a little bit lower patronage and then higher when they can and they just go back and forth and it's just like such a nice thing to know that they want to support me and like make me a part of their sort of existence and but yeah I just like really appreciate it I just really appreciate being able to like do this and know that there are all these amazing people who want to see it and like are supporting me in it like incredible if I could bottle this feeling I would make it a benefit on my patreon page that was a good rant Thank you. Thank you. Listen to that rant again. Thank you. And um, I'm really excited to talk to our patrons. Once we hit that next benefit, I'm actually really excited to talk. Discord chat. I've been talking to patrons a lot more lately and people have just been sending me messages. It's been great. I love that. I love that y'all just send me messages now and you comment on now on like random posts from like three years ago. Live your fullest life. And yeah, no, I just really like, I'm so excited to just message y'all and be like, hey, this is a research book I'm reading. And what the fuck? Because um, that's 90% of my experience. Yeah. Reading research books. And being like, it's fucking excuse me. 
Whom's did what? <laughs> okay. And you know, y'all get to go around with me on the journey and we can answer some questions because I've been enjoying answering questions a lot lately. Ever since I made boundaries with the social media, that's been a huge help, I think. Because like, I used to have no boundaries. I think y'all saw that. Uh, I had no boundaries with social media and I'd just like go on it in the middle of the night and just be like, okay, let's answer some questions or something, which was not healthy for me. But having one day, which side note, so you know, um, on each of our social medias on the 12th of every month, you find one of our social medias and we'll be answering questions there. And we'll just be answering any questions that have built up over time or asking for questions depending on the social media. Um, Tumblr has been banging each time. Like, y'all from Tumblr still are ride or die for us and I appreciate that so much. Even though Tumblr is slowly, possibly dying. Just adding in here, that's not answering questions on all social media yeah no off. yeah sorry it's, it's a rotating it's a cycle and i'm not going to say which one's next because um just so you know if you are not a patron you're getting this episode a month after patrons are patrons get it a month early and get to listen to this they also get access to this entire folder i'm just talking about patrons now because i love them but they get access to this entire folder of, of just like all of our stuff like all the stuff that we haven't really released in that kind of way all the like past- all the graphics all the songs like you know the song at the intro and the song at the end that is downloadable for all patrons um graphics just pretty much everything it's just available for whenever they want it because you know live it i don't really have like a huge attachment to the idea of like specifically the graphics i've made dean does like as dean should because dean's an actual artist but for me i've never viewed myself as an artist in that specific way so like if y'all want to take my graphics and print them off and put them on your thing, like, fuck it, go ahead. I don't get that much from Redbubble anyways. <laughs> like, live your fullest life. If it's Dean's, pay for it. But, like, if it's mine. And you can tell if it's Dean's because it's really well done. You can tell it's mine, but it's like, oh, it's a little weird. A little shabby. <laughs> they did their best. They did their best. But if you like it, just, like, literally print it off on your laptop. Whatever. I don't care. And just, like, put it on your wall. I, I won't be hurt by you. I promise, promise, promise. If you're a patron. If you're not a patron, I'll be, like, a little hurt by it because you actually aren't giving me any money at all. But, like, I won't, I won't come at you. I think the only thing I'll, like, come at you for is, like, reposting it and saying that it's yours. Because I'm, like, I actually did put work in that. Or reselling it. Or reselling it. Reselling it would be a dick move. I've never seen anyone try to do that. Now they said it, though. We put that energy out in the universe and someone's gonna be like, <laughs> And I'm gonna copyright claim them. <laughs> I'm never gonna copyright claim anyone. It is, well, you could, because your song. Yeah, it's my song. I made it. Actually, we made it. That's true. We made it I together. helped write the lyrics. You did. And I produced it. I don't know what that would mean. I think I produced it, actually. Yeah, you did. Yeah, because you- I'm a music producer. <laughs> Um, if there's any new listeners, we usually don't talk this long, just like about random shit at the beginning of a podcast, I swear. Our podcasts are sort of structured in this like, okay, first minute we have sort of a like, a like talking about the news, what's happening in the world, if that applies to queer shit and talk about specifically what's happening in the project. Yeah. And then, then we move into the more actual actual subject. subject. Thinking of that, um, last podcast episode, we were like, oh yeah, uh, Hope Poland's election went well. Yikes. It didn't. Spoiler alert. Okay. Poland? All the Polish queer people are listening to us. I'm so sorry that this happened. Um, if you're not Polish, look it up. Do what you can to support Polish queer organizations right now. Um, a lot of, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm, I'm really sorry that this happened. And I'm really sorry that you had to go through this. I know there were so many people fighting so, so hard. I just want to say straight out that like, this isn't your fault. Like, I know this sounds sort of silly, but like, 
I remember we had a, like, this isn't the same thing at all, but Alberta had a shitty election recently too. And it felt like shit. And I felt like shit. I felt like I was a bad activist. Like I'd failed my area. I failed the people in my area by not working harder. But that's not true. They failed you. I really need you to know that. If you're queer and from Poland right now, I need you to know that they failed you, not the other way around. You have not failed anyone. You have been working so hard. Even if you didn't do any activism throughout this time, I know that even existing in Poland as a queer person can be so difficult. So just don't, don't, don't let this hurt you in that way. Like, I know there are going to be ways that it hurts you that you cannot control, but try and believe, just like for me, that you did your best and we have faith in you and we're here for you and (laughs) you didn't fail your country, your country failed you. And whatever we can do to support you as this goes on and as this continues to develop, the queer community is here for you and please, please reach out on social medias. I'm saying this as a queer community as a whole, but there's obviously, you know, us. We, We have a very large voice within the queer community, which we're very, very lucky to have. So if you're, uh, if you're like, I feel like no one's talking about this, literally email us, just email us and we will see if we can talk about it. Like we we can't always like talk about it, talk about it, but sometimes we just repost a link. Sometimes we just repost something and it just means a couple more people see and we'll, we'll always be there to do that. One of the, we actually have to skip, um, a couple articles every once in a while because they aren't really transferable to podcast. One of the ones we skipped to to reach Zimri Lim, because we just finished Edward Carpenter, that was our last episode, and this episode is Zimri Lim, um, was a far-right person elected onto queer, historically queer organization, because someone, um, one of our favorite followers, uh, reached out to us and was specifically like, hey, I'm German, and you talked about Magnus Hirschfeld, the Magnus Hirschfeld Institute, or not Institute, but Magnus Hirschfeld something, foundation, I think? Um, just got a really far light, right, a fucking elected into it, which was horrible. It was a horrible thing. So we wrote an article about it. And, and later that year, it actually, uh, she got kicked out, which was serotonin rush of the century. Loved that for her. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm not saying we caused that because we didn't, but like, you can always just message us and just be like, Hey, there's this thing that I don't think people are talking about. We will do our best. And our best is limited. I understand that. But we are here as queer people, we are here for you. We always want to be a community resource. 100%. A hub. Exactly. A global community resource, especially. And hopefully the Discord chat can help with that, too. Exactly. Because y'all can just, like, message me and be like, hey, this is what my country just did. And I'll be like, I'll talk about it on the podcast. I'm so mad. Because, <laughs> you know, that's how it works. And, yeah, I just I just really want Polish queer people right now to know that they aren't alone in this. And that we aren't ignoring them. Because sometimes it can feel like it. I know it can. I know it can. Like, I obviously don't know it to the extent Polish people know. Because Poland has a very specific history around it. But, like, we're Canadian. We're right next to America. Our, our news is always drowned out. Our news is always fucking drowned out. And I know how frustrating it can be when you care so much. And you don't hear anyone else talking about it. But... Yeah, just fucking message us and we'll do our best, we promise. Um, you can message us on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. I don't know if you can message on Pinterest. You can. If you can, you can message us there. You can also email us at queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com. And now let's dive into the actual meat and potatoes. Yeah. That. <laughs> well, not like that at all. <laughs> I'm sorry that I have old colloquialisms from my time in a small town, Alberta. I'm sorry, I'm cool. 
That's a real one. That's a real one. It's a real one? Sometimes I make them up. But some, uh, just so y'all know, sometimes I make up colloquialisms because Wills just sort of took them as like fact for a really long time, which was hilarious to me. Because English colloquialisms are so weird. They are. They are. English proverbs and English whatever they're called. So weird to me. And that's fair. They're they're weird. And I took advantage of that because I'm a bad person. And I was like, oh yeah, it's like trying to milk a cow and get a lollipop. And it was like, hmm? I assumed it was real. <laughs> uh, I have so many. Will has a, a thing on their notes app, app, actually. There's an entire list of them. If y'all don't want to know them, let me know. Yeah, email I'll, us. I'll, will will start a podcast with them. I'll start a podcast only for talking about the ways I've been tricked by the English language. <laughs> you catfished. Yeah. You've been catfished by the English language. Let's talk about Zimmer Lim. But it was really funny. Yes. It was really funny to see your face. You all missed it because it's not a visual medium. But like, Will's face was hilarious. I love that. I'm happy. I'm going to ride off that for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like the joy from you being like, today get potatoes. Like, or like meat and potatoes. Is that a real, is that a real say? Sometimes I got to Google it because like, I do not, I the do meat not and potatoes is a real life. one. It is a real one. I do not trust It sort of means like the main part of the meal. That like, makes sense. The basic meat and potatoes. I don't know. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. I just grew up with it. I still say some like vaguely Christian ones too, even though I'm not Christian at all anymore. Sometimes I'll just be like, oh yeah, we need to have a come to Jesus meeting. And people will be like, hmm? I'm sorry, a what now? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's a come to Jesus meeting is when you get every like you get someone to, it's basically an intervention, but socially. It's basically be like, hey, you need to sit down and listen to what we're about to say to you. And all of us are going to say it to you and bully you into doing it. Because <laughs> that's what social groups are for. That's what they're for. Because sometimes someone does something fucking ridiculous and you need to be like hey baby why did you get back together with him why did you do it have you not listened to Dua Lipa have you not listened to Dua Lipa's new rules have you not our lord and savior Dua Lipa have you not listened to her come to Dua Lipa meeting because they come to Dua Lipa that's what I'll switch it out with come to Dua Lipa meeting it sounds a lot weirder, but I like it more. And the energy matches better who I am as a person. 100%. Anyways, let's get back to Zimri Lim, old dead guy. Old dead guy. So he was a king of Mari from... Yeah, he was the king of the Mari. I don't have actual birthdays and death days for this guy. Because the dates are very... Old as hell. Shifty. Uh, but, he was the, but he was the king of, of the city called Mari, mm-hmm. which is in modern day called Hariri. Mm-hmm. In Syria. It was an ancient Semitic city-state in, in modern-day Syria, yeah. And he was the king of it from 1775 to 761 BC. So, like, <laughs> old. Yeah, old. Also, just really quick fun story about this article in particular. When we still had comments on our website, which we had to shut down because so many turfs slash aphobic people were like sending in mean messages which i'm fine with but where they were commenting mean things on guest articles which i was like okay i don't want to put i just felt icky about the idea of like hiring someone and then just like putting them out to all this hate that didn't sound nice to me anyway so we got a whole bunch of comments so i just closed comments entirely but someone commented and i left this comment up on on the zimri lim article being like where's the primary source on this i'm like hmm The, the the primary source is a tablet in an, a site in Syria that is that was at that moment being like not the exact moment probably but like at that time being bombed like what do you want from me baby how am I supposed to give that to you that's, I can't, do you think I speak ancient Syrian I'm not sure if they would even speak Syrian it wasn't Syria yet do you think I speak that do you think I can read that like I'm not an archaeologist y'all and I need you to know that. I need you to know I don't speak ancient Syrian, which is probably not even the language 
language they would speak. I'm not, I don't even know the ancient language that they would speak. Please don't, <laughs> please don't think that I do. I need you to not think that I do. So the primary sources were found in 1933 mm-hmm. when- And a lot of them are actually still at the site. Fun fact, because I-, I learned, I was like, okay, do you know what this person asked for primary sources? Let's see if I could get access to any of them. Because, you know, sometimes like, they're in libraries or something. No, they're in an archaeological site in Syria right now. And a lot of them are still being uncovered. So we might learn more about this person as time goes. They found like 20,000 tablets, yeah, I believe. Yeah, and they're still translating a lot of them. Which is absolutely wild. Because it takes time. You know? I- I love the idea of, like, clay tablets. I'm so fascinated by it. That, like, humans have, have, like, wanted to write things down and communicate things for so long. They wrote letters on clay tablets. I'm like, holy shit. We're so cool. It's so cool. Continue. That's all I had to say. Yeah, it just came. um, They found it in 1933. 1933. Oh, that was not a good time for archaeology. They were just no. They they weren't they weren't eating mummies still, were they? Were they ever? Did they ever eat mummies? I do not know about this. There was a whole crate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, we're both tired. You can tell. You can really tell when we do the the podcast and morning versus night. We're really tired. I'm so sorry. But yes, they ate mummies. It was actually a big fad to eat mummies. Oh yeah, because they brought them. They had this whole Egypt obsession sort of <laughs> this isn't a good comparison but you know like how like the 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 the, the weeboos it was all of england <laughs> but but it was japan and they were more disrespectful of the culture that which is sense. impressive because weeboos are like that i love i love some of y'all anime girls live your fullest life but like some of y'all make choices i i remember having read something about mm-hmm. like mummy tea where they would like yep that was a down, thing like mummies and put it in tea no they'd straight up eat them as well wild they straight up eat them they were like Ooh, do, 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 do. anyways these savage cultures are cannibals and i'm like baby you not only ate human but you ate old rotten human you ate human jerky <laughs> like <laughs> what's wrong with you like that was a real ass person that was a real ass person with a real ass grave you needed that <laughs> We needed that to know. The worst thing to history, like to happen to history and historical preservation was the English. Period. Well, point you're blank. right. You're right. You're it was so the English. Right. They're like, oh yeah, we're so smart. We're historical. And then they're like, I'm going to unwrap a mummy for my friends. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you people? Anyways. Like I'm laughing really hard, but I was, I was actually heartbroken reading a lot of it because I'm like dead that long even they probably still had family alive what's wrong with you people and they were like they ruined a lot of really important historical things like library of alexandria bullshit and no one's gonna be like ah library of alexandria at the british all the time you know how people get like really upset about library of alexandria which as you should but then they but also the don't... british did a thousand times worse and then you also... to a thousand different fucking countries and then you also don't get upset about like grave robbing and mm-hmm. like taking artifacts away from like it's bullshit indigenous cultures it's and... almost like they don't value people of color hmm. and and different cultures outside of fucking rome was it rome or greece library of alexandria ah uh, that's egypt egypt it was egypt too oh i'm sorry egypt y'all got fucked how many times i'm so sorry Rip. No, actually, do not rip. No ripping of the bandages off of these poor mummies. What is wrong with you people? I say that as someone who's... No, no. The the part that comes from the UK and my family comes from um, Scotland, so 
nah, we hate the English. We hate the English in this house. Fuck the queen. You're I right, hope though. she and her colonialist ass die soon. Honestly. Honestly. Wait, am I allowed to say that? Is that legal? I don't- I don't- I didn't say I was gonna kill her. I just said, I hope she dies. I hope she croaks. I think you're allowed to say that. I'm gonna say it again. Hope she croaks. Megan, you're the best thing that's ever happened to this <laughs> tell it's been a long day so Zimmerlim, huh? <laughs> so sorry everyone. Uh, but Zimmerlim has a very interesting life he really does he does and he did so all the sources that we have of him tell of his life but like a very short term mm-hmm. we know he was the son or possibly grandson of of a king of mari called i wrote it down let's see if i can pronounce it iak Dunlim. Mm-hmm. And when his father was assassinated by his servant during a coup he fled mm-hmm. Uh, and then the city was occupied by another, another guy, guy called uh, Shamsi Shamshi Adad the first, and he was the king of Asur. And apparently he sucked. He was apparently like the worst. He tried. He married or tried to marry a lovely, sweet girl, yeah. and then he just ignored her. And and because it was a political alliance, because that's what marriages were at the time at that particular you know space. The the people who who sent her off to be married to him were like, "You're ignoring her. Be nice." And like they ruined relations between them. Which dick move? Yeah. Even if you're not attracted to your wife, just be nice to her. It's easy. Be nice to your wife. Be nice to women, and you don't get killed. Like exactly. <laughs> And then you don't get killed. Simple solution. But yeah, but he had a kid too. And the kid was like, oh, I'm going to become leader of Mari. And then everyone's like, no, your father sucked so hard that not only could you not be king, but we're replacing it with the old one. And Zimri Lim came in with his little supporters and was like, (laughs) and he he got the palace back. And then he went hard on it. He like really just like made that palace really protected and safe because he was just really upset about the fact that his dad died in front of him, which... Fair enough. Was it in front of him? We don't really know if it's in front of him, but he we know that he knew his dad died in the palace and that probably led to a lot of emotional trauma for him. And he probably just wanted to like stop that from ever happening to both himself and his family because he really did value his family after time. And, you know, while we say marriages are a political alliance, which is 100% true, he did seem to like really love and value his wife. Also, his palace was awesome. They had the, he expanded a palace a lot mm-hmm. and, and it had almost i believe rooms and he added like bakeries and class and all of these expanded things Wait, but it's the same our home has a bakery it does it's the oven <laughs> i'm sorry well at the same time making mm-hmm. it a lot safer mm-hmm. so that he was sure that he could live and, and not, not only that but by... he, he left his uh he left a city more than most monarchs at the time did he was a traveler in a way that most people at the time really weren't because you know it was hard to be a traveler at the time because guess what they didn't have cars so they had to walk places and yeah he traveled a lot and he repaired a lot of diplomatic relations with with mm-hmm. with, with the countries and, and he worked really hard on that, around yeah. he even was allied with Hammurabi who was the king of Babylon at the time mm-hmm. which was apparently a very rare feat from all the things that I've read mm-hmm. and yeah he he just he just started what was what is known as possibly the most prosperous and peaceful time for Mari by collecting all this goodwill. Th- yeah, and Everyone like was he- like. Yeah, nice. nice, this guy. One of the coolest things he did was travel to the ocean, which, you know, in your head is like, oh, road trip, cool. But like, he took like 4,000 people with him and they went on goddamn foot and they walked. How many miles? Like a thousand mile round trip. A thousand mile round trip. Imagine that, a thousand mile round trip because he wanted to, he got his family to the ocean. That was great. But he also like, established trade stopped lines. All, yeah, he stopped established trade lines and he stopped at all these cities being like, hey, sup? Have you heard of Mari? <laughs> and everyone's like, tell me more. Because he was a nice guy, it sounds like. He'd sound like he was really sweet. Not only that, but 
he was decent to his wife and daughters. Right? I think he had seven daughters and Mm -hmm. he treated their voices as actually valuable, which again, you know, this isn't universally true, but not expected of men at the time in the place. It was not expected of men to treat women with respect as we see from the ruler before him. But he did treat his daughters and wife with like respect and listen to them in in political matters he even let his his queen rule in his place when he left and like he he very clearly valued her input and 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 trusted her Mm -hmm. with with his entire kingdom which is huge and you know not only that but you know he left his home with her which is like when you realize that like his father was assassinated in his home and he was so so afraid of that ever happening again him leading leaving that into his wife's hands is actually a huge thing of trust and like something that a lot of you know and just wouldn't do especially at the time when they were justified in not doing it in their own little brains exactly also his wife knew that he was queer Yup, she was, uh, that's how we know she, he was queer, because in a letter, he, she just like was like, oh yeah, he's sleeping with this guy. And like, it's, it seems like she wasn't upset about it at all. She was like, yeah, vibe, go with it, my babe. <laughs> and like, it's very possible they didn't have a romantic relationship. It, it is possible he was bisexual and they did have a romantic relationship and she was just cool with him having sex with him. We don't really know. Again, there's so many t- of these tablets that haven't been translated yet, and we probably will never know the explicit of it as... Because there's, there's so little, right? There's so little, but it is so interesting to know that not only that, like, he was a queer queer man, but and having sex with other men, but, like, she was just like, yeah, cool. And it actually is very, I don't know, at the time in Maori, queerness was pretty much widely accepted. Mm-hmm. Like, not widely accepted, but but it was okay. Yeah, it was like, okay, that's the thing people do. They had a lot of uh, queer sex workers. It was mm-hmm. very common. And there's even this entire thing about divining the future from who you have sex with and how you have sex with them. But yeah, in the Sumaalu, there are a couple of these that are specifically about men who have sex with men, and one of them is is something about how a man who sleeps with another man will become the foremost among his brothers and colleagues. So like, do you know what that works? The only like friend I still have from high school is a guy who sleeps with guys. So like, he's the foremost among my friends and colleagues. And then, Accuracy. And then my favorites. There's a list of like five of these, I believe, uh-huh. like that are specific, specifically yeah. queer. But my favorite is that if if a man sleeps with another man for one whole year. The worry which plagued him will vanish. And I'm like, nice! I'm so happy for him. Right? Go him. He's he's doing amazing. He he got laid. And now No anxiety. No anxiety. Right. We're done. Finally. But like it's it's interesting it's like how integrated uh, queerness was in the society, because it's just another clear indicator that queerness was not as rare as people say it was. Right. And also the the queerness isn't new. I know y'all have heard me say this like a thousand times, but queerness isn't new. And not only that, but like we, we have this idea that it that it that it came up recently, which just reinforces these bullshit beliefs that queerness is unnatural, when really queerness has existed for instance since the very start. Um, one, one queer project that I really respect um, doesn't ha- has this really interesting way of doing things by not um, covering people or like calling people past a certain time period queer because they're like, yeah, they weren't queer. They were normal. They were just a, another person. So like the people after this, when queerness was sort of like marginalized, which is why I love the term marginalized when we say like, instead of saying minorities, which I think is a really big misnomer, marginalized works so much better because it's an action. It, it's not just like, oh, they happen to be the least of like, they're, the, they're not that common. So we sort of discriminated against them. That's not what happened. What happened was they were marginalized by some people making active choices. And 
it's not a natural part of humanity to hate queer people. It's just not. It's actually super unnatural and sort of weird. What's Very up with y'all? Weird. Very weird to be homophobic. S- sort of weird. Like, a little cringy, you know? Honestly. Cringe, cringe compilation. <laughs> cringe compilation, just like all the homophobic people I've ever met. You're right. And like quotes. You're it's right. going to be like, it's going to be on YouTube. I'm going to make a cringe compilation. Just people it's- saying homophobic shit. Can't wait. No, that that would be a very unpleasant experience. Honestly, honestly. It was a funny joke, but I won't actually do it. That sounds incredibly unpleasant. Continue. But yeah, so that's not to say that everything they had to say about queer people at the time was positive. Because there are some of these, like, divining future sayings that were, like, less positive. And there were a lot of, like, you can't really sleep with someone who's, like, of lower status than Mm -hmm. you. But if you sleep with someone of higher status than you, then, like, good job. But yeah, it was sort of just treated as part of life. And mm-hmm. I like that. Big mm-hmm. fan of it. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense because like, yeah, it, it's fluid. But uh, in the end, uh, his friendship with uh, Hammurabi uh, went sour. Went sour. Because they had a dispute over a city uh, called Heat and they were not friends anymore. Uh, we never really know what happened because uh, in 1761, before Common Era, Hammurabi invaded Mari. But yeah, in short, uh, Hammurabi invaded Mari and then there's no more record of Simmerlin. Yeah. So he so probably died. He might have gone into exile if you like want to believe that in your tiny gay heart. He took all his there's his, no proof his, against his, it. his male lovers and his his queen and all his daughters and they, they had a great loving. They went cottage core. They yeah. They just lived. They had a great long lasting life. But or they probably died in the invasion. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sort of rough end, but that's. But you know, it's still an interesting life and still an interesting piece of history to know, right? And like now you know that there were queer people 18th century BCE. Uh, yeah, I think that's all. All right. So next, we didn't even have like a huge rant for me. No, no, we did. We had a little rant. We had a mini rant. Don't worry. Y'all had a rant as a treat. But next is Wrecking, um, the Queers. Wrecking the Queers, where we recommend you one piece of queer media that we've consumed recently and y'all wreck us. So the most recent wreck to us is a comment on our podcast on Podbean where someone was like, hey, where did all... The early podcast episodes go, which isn't a wreck. I'm just explaining it because it'll be useful. So if you want to listen to uh, the, because we, we rebooted the podcast at one point. If, if you've been here with us for a while, you know, we rebooted the podcast a, a little while back and all the old episodes are, they still exist. They are on our website. We just don't have them on the Podbean anymore or like any of the like the podcasting sites, except for Google Play, which refuses to work with me or Google Podcast, which for some reason, only has that. Google Podcast. so frustrating. Only has the old ones. Will not it's update so with the new ones. Like, I keep being like, hey. And they're like, no. Um, we have all the passwords and everything. It's like not like we're disconnected from it. They're just like, we are not letting you add any new episodes. And we're not letting you remove any old ones. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So like, maybe you can hear from us. Maybe you can't. It's an adventure. Anyway. um, So they're on our website. And they're on Google Podcasts. And they're on our Patreon. But we removed them from most of our current like Spotify, you know, Podbean Apple podcasts, all that kind of stuff, just because it made things a little difficult because it, people would download like old versions. Like they'd start at the beginning because most people are like, oh, I want to start at the beginning. So they start at the beginning and then they, they sort of get used to a podcast that we don't do anymore, which I felt bad about doing. And it felt like, I don't know, false advertising or catfishing people because I was like, I don't want y'all to download those early episodes and then think this is what you're getting because you're not. 
You're not getting Very it. different formats. It's a very different format. And like, I don't, I also like, yeah. Yeah, I don't want people to like make judgments on the podcast based on that version of the podcast because it's, it's just not the version that exists. Like to whether to decide to continue listening or to stop listening based on that podcast isn't an accurate thing anymore. So we still have them up. You can still listen to them if you love them. That's fantastic. Download them. Listen to your heart's content. We just don't have them on all the things anymore just because it, it really didn't make sense as like this podcast continued to grow and get new followers and like people continue to listen. It just didn't make sense for us like pragmatically. I'm sorry. And I do want you to have access to these. I just, you know, it, it just didn't make sense. We have like what? Like 20 episodes now? It, it didn't make sense to it. So yeah. in, sh- in short, you can listen to all the old episodes on mm-hmm. our website and you can also listen to all our new episodes on our website. Yes. And you can, and our, just so you know, if you're... Just finding this podcast through random happenstance. Our website is www.makingforestry.com. And yeah, you can visit us, find all our stuff there, find our shop, find all the articles, read more about Zimri Lim, read more about anyone you want to read about on there. Now, next is Wrecking the Queers, where Will is going to recommend something to us now. Go. So today, we're uh, we're doing something we don't usually do. Yeah. I'm recommending a movie. Wow. Instead of a book? Instead of a book. Radical. You know, we're avid readers, both of us. Yeah. But we watched a movie recently. The first movie we watched in months. Since we watched All of Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Which, do you know what? Good choice on our part. Iconic of us. But yeah. Um, we watched this movie on Netflix, and it's called The Half of It. Oh, it was so good. It was a really good movie. It's all about... I'm gonna, I am gonna. I want to call it an on-voices movie. I don't know if it is, but it feels like a very genuine movie. Mm-hmm. It's all about daughter of an immigrant in a tiny town. Dealing, being queer. Being queer. And, like, dealing with the fact that she is queer. And having a crush on a girl. And... and- like what what trope is it? It's like mistaken identity trope because um, slash I would almost say fake dating, but like almost fake dating, but not really. But like the a boy recruits her to write letter love letters to the girl she has a crush on, so that like it can come out pretty because she's a good writer because she also writes like essays and shit. And then we see how things develop as like she she writes these love letters to this girl under the name of a guy, which very queer history of her, very nice vintage shout out. <laughs> And it's a really good movie. It's a very emotional movie, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of a cringy movie. Like not in, cringy, but like not a, like in the way where like you're you're making fun of someone, but more in the way that like you're having the reaction of ooh, a little bit secondhand embarrassment on behalf of like the guy in the movie because he's a he's a little bit of a fool, <laughs> a little bit of a himbo. But in general, it's just a really lovely, lovely, mm-hmm. and about friendship, about queerness, and about growing up in a small town. And and I loved it. I had the best of times watching it. We watched it with I'm, some queer pals. I'm not from a small town. Uh, I am. Uh, but according to my my co-host, uh, <laughs> it's a very accurate experience. It is. It is. There's a lot of moments where I'm like, oh yeah, that. Specifically in the church. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah, is that all? Yeah, that's all I have to say about all it. Right. It's, it's a great a movie. Good movie. If you want to watch a good queer movie, watch it. It has a really good ending it made me really happy yeah same and like just a sweet movie and like you know what we need sweet movies we, we really just need do sweet movies we need some also where like y'all it's covid please stay inside sometimes it depends where you are in the world now actually if you're in new zealand you're fine like i'm sure there's still government orders but like you don't have to quarantine if you're in america please stay inside uh also overthrow capitalism yes get on that while you're there. Yes. Also, Black Lives Matter. All cops are bastards. All cops are bastards. That's 100% true. I have met every single cop in the world, and all of them are bastards. All of them. Yep. 
And historically, all cops are bastards. That's and, true. like, I can also see the future, and all cops are bastards. In the future as well? Yeah. I figured it out through the queer cut type of queer sex I'm having. <laughs> and the type of queer sex I'm having specifically states that all cops are bastards. It's a factual fact. So, you're welcome. Just, like, some information that y'all can keep in your, your minds and your hearts as you, you go on and into the world after listening to this podcast. Also, thank you to all the messages we've gotten of people being like, oh yeah, it's been like really nice to have the podcast. It's been getting me through quarantine. I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. Bless that. That's so soft. Yeah. We love you I love y'all so much. I was just thinking that. So good. I was just thinking about like what a radical thing it is. Like not to like hype up our audience too much, but like I'm going to hype them up. Like what a radical thing it is to do to like, just like listen to a podcast about queer history in your free time. Because no one's forcing y'all to listen to this. No one's like being like, oh yeah, you have to listen to this for your your course or you have to listen to this to like be like i don't know no one's like being like this is your homework yeah no one's saying this is your homework you're you're just listening to this for funsies and i think that's so cool like i would want to hang out with all of you like if someone told me like they were talking to me and they're like oh i was like hey what do you do in your free time they're like oh i actually listen to uh this podcast that i really like which is two people just like talking about queer history and just sort of like talk about queer history and queer present and like all this stuff and they could describe our exact podcast without using the name and i'd be like that's the coolest person i've ever met not saying that it's because of our podcast but because you'd listen to that you'd take the time oh that's so cool I'd want to be your friend so bad. Oh, uh, that's so cool. Now I'm like sort of being like, hmm, I want to be all your guys' friends. <laughs> you know that feeling that y'all get? Like that you get where you're like, oh, I'm feeling that for all of our audience right now. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to all of you. Fantastic. You're doing great. You're really living it. You should come over and pet our cat. You should come over, hang out, have some tea. We'll social distance. We'll even wear a mask. It'll be great. Party hard. We'll talk about queer history a little bit. I'll apologize like 16 times for ranting to you because when when I'm not, like, you've heard me apologize for ranting on a podcast that is literally made up of ranting. So like in person, I, I still do the same amount of rants, but I just say sorry more frequently it's like it's like okay okay picture this in your brain youtube video from a drama channel about the latest tea right and all the yellow lines of like that there's an ad here that's how many times i apologize during a rant (laughs) for ranting that's it like that's the visual that i need y'all to keep in your minds Drama channels really do be raking in the money, though. I'm I'm proud of them. I'm not. No, no. I'm no. proud of some of them. I think some of them are doing great work, but like a good sixty percent of them are just mean people who who do not need to be doing this. I think there's like really good work to be done in in, in like talking about these lives. I just think that like some people are just very cruel for no reason. Very. Maybe that's unfair. Speculating in people's mental health. Things. Yes, it, it really makes me upset when people are like, "Oh, this person did this bad thing." So let's talk about what mental health issues they might have. And I'm like, "Hey." Let's not equate those two things, shall we? Unless the person themselves bring their mental health into it. We don't bring their mental health into their bad decisions. We just don't. If they bring in, they're like, hey, this is the reason I did that thing. Then we can have that conversation. And we can talk about accountability and like how that works with mental health. But until they do that, do not speculate. Just like leave it alone. Also, everyone stop speculating about Taylor Swift being queer. Stop leave her alone. She said she's straight. If she's not straight, I will be happy to learn that. But... I it. will let her tell me. I this is a real person, remember everyone. Also, folklore was pretty pretty good. Like it wasn't fantastic. It's not my favorite album ever. I I'm too much of a hipster, I'm sorry, y'all. My favorite album is from Bastille. You know that one band that did that one song that you remember? Yeah, that one. Favorite favorite album of all time is from them. <laughs> and Frank Turner. That one guy who did that one song you heard at Walmart that one time. Yeah, him. <laughs> 
love his album. So like, I, I'm a bit of a hipster. So like, don't actually view me as like a reputable source for understanding music. But like, Vogler is pretty decent. And like, good on her for like, go ahead and talk about queerness. And I just think it was a great album. So anyways, uh, that's all we have to say. Um... Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for being here with us, sharing space with us. Yeah. Thank you for laughing with us and just having a good time with us. This was a sort of laid back episode. Sorry if that's not your vibe. Skip to the next episode. Skip to the next episode. Or there's some other great queer podcasts about history to listen to. Uh, Making Gay History. (laughs) You can listen to them and be like, hey, why did Making Queer History steal their name? And I swear, I didn't know. I'm, I'm just really no think, no brain. It's okay. We do our best. It was too late by the time I figured it out. It was too late. Anyways, thank you all for listening. Uh, And just like, have a great day. Have a great night. And remember, history is queer than you think. We have always existed and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slumbered, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen into our own hands We live and we breathe and we keep creating Taking a stand History is queerer than you think Yes, we will continue Yes, we will improve Making history is just what we do Yes, we will keep growing Every step we're taking is history in the making We hold our own future, we learn from the past They've tried to remove our legacy but we are built to last So listen to the stories Cause they'll help us grow From Sappho to Frida Kahlo There's always more to know History is queerer than you think Yes, we will continue Yes, we will improve Making history is just what we do Yes, we will keep growing Ever taking is history in the making. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, we have been and will always be absolutely revolutionary. Every single day we live, we are part of the legacy. We Every step we're taking is history